welcome to an episode of Melanated and Educated. I'm your host Destiny and today we are going to be talking about Twilight and Crave. So yeah. First things first, straight off the bat, Twilight walked so that Crave could run. And I think it's funny, I feel like no one ever talks about Crave, which I think, I feel like it should be kind of popular. Like I know the vampire craze is over, but no it's not. Let's be honest with ourselves. Like, I think it's still here, but I don't know. I'm not pop culture as a whole, but I just, okay, so if you don't know what Crave is, because like I said, not everyone knows about it. It's not as big as Twilight was. Um, Crave is basically, it's considered like when it was first advertised, when I saw it, at least it was like, it was like a feminist Twilight, which I completely do not agree with at all. But, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later. So Crave is about this girl named Grace. Also, spoilers, obviously. I just feel like I need to say that. Spoilers for this entire episode, obviously, but I just felt like I needed to say that for both Twilight and Craig. Because if you haven't seen slash read Twilight, there are going to be a major spoilers in here. But yeah, so yeah. So yeah. So I have read the first three books of Crave. The fourth book is not out yet, and neither is the fifth. I'm pretty sure it's like a quintet. Quintet? Do you say quintet or quintet? Because I know it's quartet, but you know, that's that's not the point. That's besides the point. There are supposed to be five books in the series, and then there's like another book from a different perspective so it's like in the series but it's like a half book i'm pretty sure so like five and a half books but you know that's that's not really relevant first book called crave and our main character's name is grace don't ask me grace's last name because i only know it for seconds like for five second increments of time and then i immediately forget it and the reason why is because it does not matter we never say it we say it for almost everyone else no we only say it for like the love interests but that's pretty much it. Basically, Grace recently lost her parents. And when I'm talking about recently, I mean like a month before the first book starts. And she has to leave her home in, a, uh, ooh, in California um, to move to her nearest relative. Um, so she moves to Alaska. And she moves in with her uncle and her cousin. And her uncle is actually the principal of a boarding school. And they live at the boarding school. So she now goes to a boarding school. And guess what? um dun 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 it's a boarding school for magical creatures i'm talking like werewolves vampires witches yeah oh dragons 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 why did i say werewolves yeah yeah, there are werewolves though so it's vampires werewolves dragons witches it's the first time i've ever read a book where like dragons are like relevant and not just like animals like they're like shapeshifters too which i think is pretty cool that's one thing i did like about this book or this series i should say it wasn't just like a vampires hate werewolves girl like is that true sure but it's not like the only thing there's also a fifth like species like there's like five things there's like a fifth species uh, and that's what grace is but she doesn't know for until like the end of the first book so i'm just gonna go like based off of the order so in the first book grace comes to this boarding school and she's like very miserable because obviously she's lost her best friend well she lost her parents and then she lost her best friend basically because she moved away she didn't really lose her best friend but it's not the same as being like in person all the time getting to see each other all the time as it is like texting every once in a while once in a blue moon but she quickly becomes close with her cousin macy who they they haven't really talked in forever but macy is a very very sweet girl very nice and very excited to have grace here even despite the circumstances we also meet um Ooh, Flint. I was about to say Flint, and I was like, that's very off. Flint, and the reason I remember this just now is because Flint is a dragon, and you're like Flint from a fire. So, like, we're doing kind of punny stuff right now. That's kind of funny to me. So, Flint is, like, 
the only canonically black person, but in my mind, and here, just hear me out, just hear me out. In my mind, there are so many biracial people in this book, and let me explain why. I don't really need to explain. I'm pretty sure in my mind, Grace is mixed, and the reason I think this is because she just she just feels like it. Like I feel like she's not a fully black person. But I don't feel like she's a white person. Obviously, there are other races, but me and my friends always just start her as a mixed girl. And it doesn't hurt that I have a friend named Grace who is a mixed girl, so we always just say like, "Oh, y'all are the same person," because they both have like brownish red hair and like it's just, it's just funny. So I like to say she's like a mixed girl, and I think Macy macy goes either way to me like she could be mixed or she could be black but this is just like in my mind also the love interest asian don't ask me why i just think because when i imagine someone with jet black hair i don't like you don't naturally see white people with jet black hair but they're pale you know i don't know it just made sense to me in the moment this was from multiple this is probably like multiple years ago when i first started the book because i first started the book whenever i first started the book and that was not I'm in I'm a junior now, so maybe ninth grade. So that's still two years ago. Yeah, anyways, I'm not even gonna explain this anymore, but just know I really have a hard time imagining like I know and it's so funny because there was like a moment where they were like fan cast like your favorite actors to play in the Cray movie because there's an adaptation that's supposed to be happening, but we haven't heard anything about that in a hot minute, you know what I mean? A hot second. But everyone started throwing out these white people and I got so confused and I realized it was just because me and my friends don't imagine them with white people because honestly me and my friends are not white people so it's like what i talked about in an earlier series earlier series earlier episode but i think i'm gonna talk about this again i don't really think of main characters as white people unless they're explicitly stated so and that is because it is very limiting and i like to see myself and if i have to imagine that the whole point about books is you can imagine it and you put it in your own perspective you know what i mean like you're interpreting it you're you know you know so I very rarely imagine someone as a white person, like, in a book if they're the main character. There have been some times where I'm just like, yeah, this is a white person. But it's not like a, oh, I'm not I'm not actively trying to say, like, oh, this couldn't be a white person. Like, it's not that either. But, you know, I just don't naturally imagine them as that. That's not, like, my first instinct to do. You know? So, yeah. But they were doing a fan casting. And me and my friends were so confused. It was actually really funny thinking back. But, yeah. So, back to what I was saying about the actual book. Grace is in boarding school now. She hangs out with Macy, who's the cousin, meets Flint, who's the dragon. Flint is the only, like, canonically black person. But then he's not, like, fully black because they said later on that his dad's, like, a ginger. And there are black gingers, so you could still say he's fully black. But the way they were describing him, like, I just, I think that Flint might be biracial. Which is not a problem. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you can take whatever you want to take from that. You can say whatever you want to say about that. Every, like I said, you can interpret it either way. Sometimes I think that Flint is black, but other times I'm like, yeah. But if Flint was black, I would imagine, you know MG from Legacies? Him. But with like a lineup, you know? I just think that he's such a cute little guy. Like, he's so fun. Like, I think he could really do Flint well. Like, do Flint justice. But anyways, back to what I was saying. Grace, Macy, Flint. They're friends. Macy has a boyfriend in the first book named Cameron. Cameron's also a witch. Macy is a witch, by the way. Flint is a dragon, and Grace is unknown for most of this book. She thinks she's human, so I'll just say that. Upon arrival, Grace immediately, almost, like, basically, she, like, bumps into this guy named Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Vega, with an X, right? We couldn't be basic. We couldn't say C-K-S-O-N. It's J-A-X-O-N, because we're really sophisticated and fancy over here, okay? No one's doing it like us over here, okay? I'm kidding. I'm really not that dedicated to Jackson. Jackson is kind of annoying to me, and... I really, if you fell in love with Jackson, like, I just don't get how. I really don't get how. 
but basically there was like this entire chapter dedicated to the way Jackson looks, how he has a scar over his eye and he has dark hair and dark eyes. No, 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 not not dark eyes, obsidian eyes. This brings me to my topic of Crave is kind of cringy, just a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, it was like, if it if it wasn't written the way it was, it wouldn't be cringy. And by that, I mean like the plot, 10 out of 10, love it. But Tracy Wolf is a grown woman. Okay, Tracy Wolf is a grown woman. She has teenage daughters, right? So you would think that she might know how teenagers talk, but it's clear from reading her books that she doesn't. And when I looked at her previous books, she has like a lot of, I don't know, I just see a lot of shirtless men on the cover. So I assume that they're adult books. I have not read these books, but I think that's why she talks the way she does as like a narrator voice. So I really haven't problem with this voice. No, because I've kind of grown to, what is it? Like I, I attach it to Grace at this point, but I feel like in the beginning, I was really, really, I was holding on for dear life. I could not take it. Like, like when Grace was like, oh, he's hot AF. Who says that? Who uses letters in their mind? You know what I mean? Like those acronyms, we don't, we don't need that. But you know what? That's something I'll set aside because I do actually enjoy these Bix. Bix? I can't even speak right now, y'all. I'm so sorry. I do actually enjoy these books. So I kind of set it aside. But there are so many, like there are multiple instances of like cringy, like beat, like there's just cringy cringy language like you're trying to sound like a teenager and it's actually making you sound way older than you are but you know what we're gonna let it slide so grace meets jackson it's almost like insta love but it's like she's like oh he's broody and he's annoying so i'm not gonna fall for him and then she does and it's like they're kind of cute for the first book i'm not gonna say that there aren't but here's my thing okay so many things happened in the first book and honestly it was a good read it was a very long book at least from when i read it but I'd never had a physical copy, so I'm not sure how long the physical copy is. I always had the- I got them on Kindle. All three of the books that I currently read from that series that are out, excuse me. I got them all on Kindle, so I'm not sure how long the books are, like, physically, like- But I remember it took me a while to finish them. And the thing is, they happen in such short time spans. You know what? Like, I remember it took me multiple days to read Crave, right? The first book in the series. And it took place, literally, she was conscious for maybe a week and a half. Maybe a week and a half. And then there's like a week time jump and then like another week. So like two and a half weeks, right? And we have thousands, we have so many words, so many things have happened in such a short amount of time. I was like, how are we even here? How are we even here? And then the way, oh, oh, don't even get me started, don't even get me started. Okay, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let's rewind. Let's just say this. Crave was an experience. It was definitely an experience. I read it with two of my friends. Um, and it was fun. We had a good time. Crave was something. So she basically instantly fell in love with Jackson. And we find out later that it's because they're mates. Like soulmates, not like primal type. But, you know, it's the same thing, basically. So Grace... What, what can I even say about Crave? Grace finds out magnet, ex- magnet. Grace finds out that magic exists, right? That's one big chunk of it. Grace makes magical friends. Another big chunk of it. Grace falls in love with a magical boy. That's another part of it. Also, he can't just be a regular magical boy. He has to be the prince of the vampires because, of course, he does. And we find out his tragic backstory and his brother who died. And we find out 
this is this is where it gets a little crazy so stay with me again spoiler warning so basically jackson had a brother named hudson hudson was basically a war criminal from the way everyone describes him like he was killing people but he was doing it for the good of the cause but everyone thought he was like crazy so he's like killing people because his dad is evil the king the vampire king right first of all you hear how it sounds for me to say vampire king kind of sounds stupid right but you know what we're gonna get over it the vampire king is evil and he wants to eradicate all the other species and have like vampires rule the magic world and he wants to like steal everyone's magic and stuff like that right so hudson's like that's not good let's not do that but everyone's like brainwashed by the king and so they all think that hudson is evil so basically jackson killed hudson because hudson was still doing horrible things like he was definitely committing war crimes and like killing like hundreds of people and everything including flint's brother and flint and Jackson used to be best friends, but once Hudson killed Flint's brother, like, they're not besties anymore, so there's that, and basically, that's what the backstory is, so Hudson had a girlfriend named Leah, also, Hudson had the power of mind control slash mind manipulation, and Jackson has a power of, like, he can float, and he can float things like telekinetic type stuff, you know, he can move himself, he can also move, like, objects, also, he, like, had this thing where when he was really angry, like, he would shake the ground, like, earthquakes, it, it was a it was weird it also got grace injured because like he had an earthquake moment and the glass shattered and it like stuck her in the neck because of course there has to be a neck injury in a vampire film of course there's be a neck injury in a vampire show of course there's be a vamp whoa of course there has to be a neck injury in a vampire book you just know this is what's gonna happen in a vampire anything so yeah hudson had a girlfriend named leah leah was kind of weird she was nice she ended up basically trying to kill grace because she wanted to do this weird like spell where if she killed grace and like stole her life essence or something she could like bring back hudson i don't know it was some dark magic type stuff but the thing is what we didn't know this is like the real plot twist because leah was always like leah wasn't really friends with grace leah was like nice to grace but to me that wasn't like a huge plot twist the like huge plot twist i guess would be the fact that flint was actually trying to kill grace and you want to know why because he wanted to stop leah he was like if i kill you before she does she can't harness that power and we can't bring back hudson because hudson is a great threat he's a ginormous threat you know what i mean like he will kill everyone so grace was really not rocking with flint after that but you know it's okay because he's my bestie like he's my bestie for real like and he had common sense too like he was doing it for a good reason so if anyone ever talks about about him like i'm not listening you know what i mean but basically that's how the first book ends almost what happens is she got into like a coma for like a week Hudson no no okay here's what happened so basically like I said she was unconscious for like a week then she got back and she and Jackson were like saying I love you and stuff and so she finally recovers from like all those injuries and stuff right because she was in like a dungeon and everything it was crazy it was wild honestly the first book was a trip it was a ride it was an experience that was <laughs> crave I should probably read that actually thinking about it honestly that's some good bad book because it's not actually bad like it's just like it's you know what I mean it's it's something and that's it's a good something kind of it's it anyways back to what I'm saying so at the end of the book she and Jackson are like walking down the halls everything like that Leah is dead don't even ask me how I don't remember I think Leah got killed by the magic or by Flint or by somebody or Jackson maybe Leah died that's all you need to know and so, right, we think we think everything's fine. We think everything is solved. And then we see, like, so her and Jackson, Grace and Jackson are walking down the hallway of the school. And then, like, Hudson, first of all, exactly, Hudson is here. He is physically, like, in the building. 
and he tries to kill Jackson with like a sword but Grace sees it so she like twists her and Jackson around and she like clangs with the sword like she like puts her hand up to stop it like think like think like Elsa and Anna and Frozen like she like puts her hand up to stop the sword and then like end of book okay right and so then we have like a bonus chapter from Jackson's perspective and we find out that Grace is a gargoyle and she turned into stone when she touched the sword and then Jackson vanished whoa not Jackson Hudson vanished right right and that's how we end the first book that's how we end the first book that I said is that clear yes okay right right so on to the second book there has been a large increment of time that Grace has missed because we start with her waking up from her coma. She did not know she was in a coma. She did not know anything. She missed like four months of her life. So she's like, la da da do 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 And she like wakes up and just goes to class. And she's like, oh my God, why is everyone staring at me? Like I get I'm like the only human here, but doesn't anyone teach you manners? First of all, she still doesn't know she's not human, right? Because she was in a coma. She didn't know what happened. And so then she sees like, jackson's one of jackson's best friends who is the other only black person so there are two black people confirmed black people in crave or like well it depends on how you interpret flint but i say two because i think that flint is still just plain black like mono moderation you know whatever so he's like i need to call i need to call i need to call jackson right she's like what's going on someone like drags her to her uncle who's like the headmaster of the school like i said earlier and he's like you're awake and she's like, of course I'm awake. Like, what's the problem? And so she finds out she's been missing, like, like she's been in stone for four months. And she just now woke up and no one has seen Hudson and no one knows what happened when, because when they interacted, like, he just disappeared. You know what I mean? So basically, like, it's just wild. And then, okay, so when she sees Jackson, like, there's a bit of a conundrum. So she, like, starts feeling, like re- like, physically repulsed by him. Like, every time, she'll literally want to hug him. And then once she's in the hug, she's like, get away from me. Get away from me. Get away from me. And it's so funny. First of all, okay, the second book is my favorite book. The second book is my favorite book. And it's just really funny. It's really funny. It's better than the third book and the first book, in my opinion. Because it introduces Hudson as a character and not just as someone we're, like, hearing stories about. You know what I mean? Was Hudson a good person? Probably not. Do I like him? Yes do i care no my thing is in these types of books right like if you think about vampire diaries or even twilight because i'm gonna talk about twilight too because like i said crave is twilight's son like there's no way of denying it like it's like that Nicki minaj lyric oh speaking of Nicki minaj let's not even bring her up because but it's like it's my son's but who's the daddy like that is that is this that is a relationship like you could never tell me that Crave wasn't heavily inspired by Twilight. You can even see it in the actual covers. They even reference Twilight in the first book. And Jackson makes a joke. He, like, sends her a copy of Twilight. And she didn't know he was a vampire yet. So everyone thinks this is, like, so funny. They're cracking up. And she's like, what? I don't get it. Is he, like, a, is he, like, a vampire nerd? And someone was like, I mean, you could say that. It was really funny, actually. Jackson can be funny when he wants to be. But most of the time, he's just annoying. In the second book, he is very, very, very annoying. And for what? 
and for what he had no reason to be but basically in the second book let me tell you what happens we find out that hudson got like absorbed into grace's mind through the stone magic power she has as a gargoyle don't ask me to explain it because i cannot that's the best explanation you're gonna get from me i just think that we don't need to focus on that but it's kind of funny because she'll say something she'll have like entire conversations with hudson out loud and obviously no one else can see him it's very it's very funny it's very funny it's very funny did i mention it's funny did i mention i hee hee ha ha did i mention it was funny because i laughed because it was funny anyways jackson sucks in this book hudson's like my king in this book grace is grace there's no real i don't know oh basically also macy broke up with her boyfriend cameron macy is an important character like, she's the best friend and cousin of Grace, but at the same time, she's not important to the plot. She's important as a side character, which is, like, she's, like, a good friend, though. Like, she's cute. Like, I like her. Bad stuff happens to Macy in this book and in the third book. I don't even want to get on her, but basically, the whole point of the second book is they're trying to get Hudson out of Grace's mind. So they need this, like, the heart of this giant, like, monster, like, the stone beast or something like that, and they have to go to Special Island to get it. And basically, she can hear the thoughts of the monster in her head, and she doesn't know why, um, but it's because he's a gargoyle, the monster is. He's actually a gargoyle that has been trapped in his, like, like his gargoyle form for too long, so he's gone mad. He, ha he can't turn back human and everything like that, so basically, they have to, like, take his heart. And Chris was like, I'm not about to kill him, like, I'm not about to take his heart. I don't even know how that happened, because they ended up getting it, but she didn't kill the beast. But just know they got it. But basically, that's the entire, like, that's, like, what the book is about. They need to find, like, the five elements and do a spell to get Hudson out. And so that happens. That takes the entire book. But also, Macy gets a love interest in this book. And then he dies while they're getting, like, some of the elements. Like, he dies during one of them. It's actually pretty sad. It's pretty sad. His name is Xavier, and it's kind of sad. It's sad. Did I mention it's sad? Because I feel like I just keep repeating myself. But I just want to make sure you knew that I knew that I knew that you knew that it was sad. Okay? Got it. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, so this book, really funny, actually. Jackson is a little, he's very annoying. He's very, very annoying. He even goes so far to like go to this like blood doctor vampire who's very evil. But actually raised Jackson because Jackson got abandoned by his parents. Even though he's like the prince. Like basically they sent him off to like live with the blood someone i don't remember her name but it's something weird and she like eats people like not just drinks their blood like she eats them like barbecue like a cannibal which i mean i guess she's not a cannibal because like vampires are their own species but you get like it's weird okay don't even worry about it but it's weird imagine being raised by that person i just think that, that that's a red flag you know but he even tries to like get like she he tries to go behind Grace's back and like do something to get rid of Hudson. It was weird. He's just a weirdo. If you remember Adam from the Shatter Me series when he tried to like turn on Juliet, like he's like that. Like he's trying to control her and be like, You're acting different. Of course she's acting different. Things have changed in her life. Of course she's going to be acting different. You know what I mean? One reason I feel for Grace the most though is because her entire life changed. And then it changed again. Like, you already lost your parents. You lost your entire normal life. And then as soon as that happens, you're trapped in this life. You cannot escape until you're 18. And you're already a senior in college. I mean, senior in high school, excuse me. She's a senior in high school going through all these things. Is she going to have a future? That's my question. I wonder how they're going to cover that. Is she ever going to have, like, a future? Like, is there, like, a special supernatural college? Is she going to go to that? Like, how is this going to work? But basically... 
there's a lot going on in the second book. So many things happen in the second book. Hudson and Grace become, like, besties low-key. And obviously, Jackson's not happy about it. And the reason that she was actually repulsed by Jackson in the beginning is because Hudson was in her mind. She did not know it yet. When he went, when Jackson took her to the blood person, whatever, he, like, got her to unlock part of her mind. Like, part of Grace's mind. And that's what let her, like, actually start speaking to um, Hudson. But apparently there's four months of Grace's mind, like, life that she didn't remember when she was in that coma. Like, she and Hudson apparently became very close while she was in that coma, and she doesn't remember that. So that's what that other book I was talking about earlier, that spinoff book, was going to be about from the different perspective. Um, but yeah, so... Second book, they went on that journey, they got the little stuff. There was also this random, like, match. Like, it was, like, a the king and queen came to see, like, who's the most promising, like, young... Mon- I don't want to call them monsters, but young supernatural or whatever, right? And so you had to, like, do it with a mate. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's what happened. So Grace was like, since I'm a gargoyle, and the vampire king wiped out all the gargoyles except for me and that guy in the island, like, in the cave, whatever, I think I deserve to be the queen of the gargoyles like I was meant to be. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been in the royal line, so I should just get that back. And so basically... They were like, you have to do the tournament in order to do that. So she, like, does the tournament. But you need a mate. You don't need a mate to do the tournament. But, like, it's, like, no one's ever successfully done it without a mate. Because you. it's basically, like, an unsaid requirement. So what happens is the king and the queen hire somebody, like a random werewolf, who we didn't like in the first book anyways, to sever the bond with Grace and Jackson. Which is very, it's an excruciating pain, too. So she's, like in like a ton of pain and so she's like you know what i just have to do this so what hudson does hudson's like you know what i'll temporarily like i'll give you my powers she's like what so like he gives her his powers like and she like he puts them in like one of her memories or something like that that like as a secret like like inside joke between him and like coma grace it was weird it was kind of cute though it was kind of cute i'm not gonna lie but it was like weird so he like does that and then she has, like, strength, and then she, like, wins the tournament, but the king and queen want to, like, kill her and capture her and all that jazz, and so there's that. Don't even, I don't know. And then we get to the third book. The third book is weird. First things first, Jackson and Grace are awkward now that they're not soulmates, because they had that entire insta-love two-week story, you know what I mean? Because they were soulmates, and now that they're not soulmates, it's weird. But we also find out at the end of the second book, because obviously we have to have a bonus chapter, that's just, that's just Tracy Wolf's thing, apparently. So in the bonus chapter, we find out that Hudson was originally mates with Grace. And the reason that his mate bond severed is because he died, but now that he's back, that's their mates, you know? And now that Jackson's mate bond was, like, severed, then that goes back to Hudson. But the thing is, Grace doesn't want to be with Hudson because she still thinks he's a bad person. It's giving Damon Salvatore with Elena, but then they got, like, together in the show. Don't get me started in the books. I don't want to talk about the books, but I'm just saying that's what happens. So, book three, we know that they're mates. Grace doesn't really want to acknowledge it, so she doesn't. And we just try to act like everything's normal, except it's not normal, because y'all are having a lot of romantic scenes for someone who doesn't want to be associated with someone else. You know what I mean? Like, Grace is definitely deluding herself, for real. So, Grace, in this book, this book is hard to explain. Like, I don't even know where we started, but somehow we ended up, no, here's what happened. The King of the Vampires, he was like, uh, you committed treason before you died, Hudson, when you tried to go against me and save the world and stop getting, stop me from getting rid of, um, all the other factions or whatever. So I'm gonna throw you in prison. 
like the magic prison that no one can get out of that actually tortures you every single day. Um, so you're gonna go there, and Grace is like, no, he's not, so she actually goes to prison with him for no reason. My thing is, if you don't love him, why would you go to a terrible, unescapable prison with him? Right, exactly, and now it's crickets. But basically, it's kind of like, if you remember, um, in Percy Jackson, like, when the second or third book, like, the labyrinth where they're trying to escape, or, like, if you remember that Greek mythology, like, labyrinth, you know what I'm talking about, where, like, the maze is constantly changing and shifting, and that's why it's unescapable and everything like that, so it's kind of like that, um, the way it was described is kind of hard, it's, like, levels, I've never read Dante's Inferno, but I imagine it's like that, like, there are levels of the prison, there's levels of hell, like, stuff like that, but basically, her and Hudson get closer, and oh no 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 wait i missed the big thing the vampire king did not send hudson away flint's mom did flint is the prince of the dragons because it's basically like a royal school at this point you know what i mean so basically here's what happened here's what happened let's pretend that i didn't say anything about the third book just now third book we're chilling flint invites them to like uh, a dragon holiday grace goes becomes a millionaire because dragons are super wealthy and they hoard their wealth but they also do this like weird random lottery thing so she won the lottery and has like socks and like google or apple or something like that and she's like super rich now and she said she's gonna use it to build her dragon dragon gargoyle kingdom whenever she gets it and i was like okay girl because she's like the dragon i mean the why do i keep saying dragon she's like the gargoyle queen since she won that thing from the second book that tournament whatever i don't even know this book I don't even like the third book like that. Like, I'm going to be so serious with you, but I'm going through it because I'm a champ, okay? I'm going through it because I'm a champ. <laughs> what are you talking about, Destiny? But yeah, so third book, Grace gets rich. Flint has a problem with Hudson because Hudson killed Flint's brother. So there's that. When Flint's mom sees Hudson at the at the the holiday, she, like, locks him in the prison. And so Grace does, like, super intimidating speech, and she's like, give him back hoe <laughs> like she's just really like random about it and so the mom's like no but i appreciate your efforts like i kind of like you like you're kind of spunky you know like kind of quirky it's cute but she ends up working with the queen and threatens to like kill her or something like that it's something weird that she wouldn't have really done but she was going feral over hudson which again why would you do that if you're not in love with him question mark question mark question mark you wouldn't answer you know what i mean so I need to know is she goes to that prison she figures out how to escape she goes to this weird like black market in the prison and also here's the thing so grace is a gargoyle like i said so she's like immune to magic directed towards her like she can do magic though she can do like earth magic or something or something no she can do like earth magic she can like hug trees and make them grow and stuff like that it I don't know what that'd be useful for, really, but she can do it. But Grace has, like, a magic resistance or something, so it's actually beneficial in the third book because they give her, like, magic tattoos where she can, like, use... She can she can transfer magic, so that's why it's useful. She can, like, give people... Like, she can... If she has magic in her from residue or something, it's, it's hard to explain, but if you read the books, then you kind of get what I'm saying. But this is why I say, like, Crave is, like craves you know i didn't even make that comparison until just now you know how bella is like a shield and she can like spread it to other people like grace can like take people's magic she can spread it she can like protect people with it like see that's how i know y'all my sister for real like that is how i know that tracy was really inspired by twilight you know what i mean <clears throat> so yeah so grace is like 
doing stuff there, book. All you need to know is she gets out of the prison. And her and Hudson sleep together. But she still doesn't want to be with him. And so he has an attitude. And she's like, don't have an attitude. And he's like, I don't have an attitude. And he's just, he has an attitude. But basically, by the end of the book, she confesses her love for Hudson. She saves Jackson's life. Because Jackson, like, lost his soul when they lost the severed thing. But since she was, like, resistant to the magic, it didn't really matter for her. But they had to, like, find a way to rejuvenate his soul. So they got him a dragon's heart or something. Or, like, no. Flint's mom gave away her dragon heart to give him the soul. So she can't turn into a dragon anymore, even though she's a dragon queen. Jackson kind of got redeemed, but he was mostly just depressed for the third book. So we didn't see a lot of him as a like active character because he was just not in that mind space. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. And so that's all we know, pretty much, from the first three books. The fourth book comes out... I want to say in like a month or two, like I want to say like November, but I could be lying. I could just be wrong. I'm not going to say that I'm lying, but I could be, I could be incorrect. Like I could, I could very well, very well be wrong. You know what I mean? But basically like the first three books, they're, they're cute. They're cute. They are, but I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Like, sometimes I feel like we just have... It's it's a roller coaster for sure. It's ups and downs. And there are some things I'm just kind of like, oh, like, this wasn't really relevant. Like, this really didn't matter. Oh, but in the third book, Grace kind of brings together Jackson and Hudson. So they're like, they're brothers. And they're kind of bonding again, which is kind of cute. This also reminds me of Vampire Diaries. Because they are kind of similar in the fact that there's like a, they're both fighting over one girl and they're both vampires and she happens to be like something special about her, but we don't really know what. Because, you know, Alina's like a doppelganger in the show and everything. And the books, I'm pretty sure she's like half angel. I didn't read the Vampire Diaries books. I did read the Vampire Academy books, which is like a whole other thing. Why is he Russian? Don't even get me started on Dimitri. I just thought that was funny. It's something for sure. You know? And so basically. Like, what? What? Whoa. Basically, like, I can't explain. I'm going to talk about, I was going to talk about something. Like, oh, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, basically, the whole thing with Jackson's soul, that was, like, at the end. Like, that was, like, a big reveal. He didn't get his soul back. Maybe. His soul is dying, that's what it was. So he was just about to actually die. And that's why he got that dragon heart. But his soul is like dying because of the 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 sever and so Grace's soul is like dying too, I think. But then like once she got made it to Hudson, like it wasn't dying anymore. So it's like they're bonding or whatever. Also, here's something I want y'all to know. I'm ninety percent sure. And by ninety, I mean like eighty five. But you know, it doesn't matter. I think that Jackson and Flint are gonna get together because like at one point Jackson was like checking out Flint and she was like yeah like I get it while they were still made it to each other so I feel like the reason I feel like what happened is like like okay I missed oh my gosh no one told me I missed like a giant thing so that remember Jackson's like adopted mom who's that weird crazy lady who's like 
she eats people she's also like a blood witch or something and she like made the bond between jackson and hudson to change the fates or something and so not hudson jackson and whoa jackson and hudson not that jackson and grace and so their their bond was fake but we don't know who jackson's like real mate is once it got severed because that was like you know whatever so i think that uh flint is secretly um what's it called jackson's uh mate and i think that can actually work because flint is already confirmed to be gay and like not that you have to put a gay character with any other any other like anybody you know he can't just be we all just gotta put him anywhere like but i think that they could be a cute couple she's like it's like best friends to enemies to friends to lovers like that's a cute little trope it's okay it's okay you know it's cute you know what i mean like i think that could be fun uh could be fun uh you know i just i don't know i don't think I, i think it could be cute I think it could be cute, you know, but like, I don't know, like basically Grace is a mess, Hudson is a mess, Jackson is a mess, Macy is a mess because like I said, Xavier died and then like Macy is just having a hard time. Okay, that's all you need to know. Everybody in this book is having a hard time, but this is kind of funny though. It's kind of quirky. It's like, you remember Legacies? That's what, that's the energy, because it's, like, a comedy, but it's also, like, we're definitely struggling. That's what it reminds me of, like, as a series. Crave reminds me of, like, Legacies, kind of. Like, energy-wise. Plus, Legacies does have more than just, like, vampires and werewolves. And doppelgangers that are just, that doesn't really matter. Vampires, werewolves, witches. That's all we see. Vampires, werewolves, witches. Were there witches in Twilight? No. They were just vampires and werewolves. So, vampires, werewolves, witches was vampire diaries, which I think was also inspired by, what's it called? What's it called? What? I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Anyways. Now I'm going to get into the parent of Crave. Which, Twilight, everyone knows what Twilight is. A mess. Initially, you know, it could have just been like vampire boyfriend. Like, it's cute. But then there was a whole like, she's... Okay, after Bella turned into a vampire... Everything went downhill because then she had that vampire baby. And then, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think that it was, it was bad. Like, Twilight just made me upset. As soon as they were like, oh, yeah, he imprinted. Like, first of all, there was just a weird, there was just, there was, it was, mm, no words it was weird it was weird that like okay the whole like all the werewolves are native american you know i just think that them all being animals and called animals had some type of racist something in there like it did not feel normal also the fact that the author was like i can't imagine it like the directors or the casting director or something wanted to make some of the colons like non-white and the the author was like no no not happening i'm just like yeah that woman is definitely racist very sick and i just don't know i feel like people hate on bella but i feel like she was bland in the book and that's why she's bland in the movie but i also think she just is anxious like she's very like reserved so of course she's not gonna be like like a super rambunctious like i don't think she was like an interesting character sometimes i think she was in an interesting situation and i think sometimes she was interesting though like she was like she was something. I, I, I like Bella. I do. 
Do I like Edward? No. I think he's a predator. And I actually talked about this with my friends. I wanted to make an entire I wanted to make an entire episode about this. I don't know if I will yet, but in these types of books, like you are a hundred something years old. Going to a high school. Falling in love with a barely maybe 15, 16, 17 year old girl. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they've just turned 16. Sometimes they've like they're young girls. And you prey on them. And you're literally considered a predator anyways because you're a vampire and you and you increase that by going after these young girls and like persuading them into not only being with you like but sleeping with you, etc. etc. Even like I, mm, these types of mm, I feel like the next time we have one of these types of romances, maybe we don't. That's one thing I do like about Crave though, is because the aging in as vampires is like different. Like they don't turn to vampires, they are born vampires. So like Hudson is obviously he's obviously older than Jackson, but Jackson and Grace are kind of the same age, like mentally and physically. Like it took him longer to get there. Like he's older than her, but like as a like if he was a human, they'd be the same age. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. Because the fact that he would be, like, 100 something, 200 something, like, You've lived for 200 years as a 17-year-old? No, that's weird to me. Grow up. Go to college. Get a job. Why are you always... Also, if you have this much access, you can persuade people. Especially in vampire, uh, vampire diaries where you can, like, you can persuade people if they're not on your vein and everything like that. Like, just get some money and go travel the world. Make a friend or two. We don't need... Go, marry a, marry somebody. Maybe they want to be a vampire. Like, my thing is, why do you have to... You have to go to these high schools. You have to go to these high schools. That's why I always thought Stefan was mad weird. Like, I get that Elena looked like Catherine. But if you didn't even like Catherine like that, because you were like, I don't like you. I don't like you, Catherine. Then why would you go after Elena? You know what I mean? Like, you're fake and a phony. That's why I never really liked Stefan. I'm not going to say anything about that. But I am. I don't like him. Like, Damon was outwardly honest with the fact that he was a bad person. And the fact is, he was kind of a good person. Like, he was a bad person, for sure. He was a horrible person. They all were horrible people. Like, Stefan was like, I'm, I'm a good guy. I just murder people. But I like to use bunnies instead most of the time. I'm vegan. Nobody cares, Stefan. Go cry me a river. Okay? I don't know if people are like, oh, Stefan gets so much hate. Sometimes he just really deserves it. Damon knew he was bad. No one ever said that Damon was a good person and meant that for their chest. You know what I mean? Like... Another thing about both Vampire Diaries and Twilight, why do we have to have a Confederate soldier character? Even if Damon abandoned his post or whatever, like, why was he, why? Why do we have to be in the Confederacy? Like, I feel like that's a trope that needs to die in vampire literature. We don't need them to be soldiers in previous wars where there's clearly shown, like, Jasper being a Confederate soldier. And they never even said, like, he was, like, they just let him be racist. Like, the other saw no problem with that because she herself is racist. Twilight is good. But it's so bad. There are so many things wrong. And it's not even the movie's fault, really. It's the author's fault. Like, Twilight movies are, they're very, I guess, addictive is what I would say. Like, you can really watch them over and over again. I do like the Twilight movies. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I don't like them. I'm not going to say that I'm above them because I do like the Twilight movies. But I think that the books are bad. I think that transferred over to the movies. I think that most of the problems I have with it are because there are weird racist things going on or like weird like Edward was obsessed with her purity like if you read that book by uh if you read that book from his perspective and he was like 
oh like it, 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 it was just weird my friend read it and I talked to her about it and I read some of it and I'm just not he's just a predator through and through I know people are like oh well mentally he's 17 no he's not no he's not if you actually look at his character no he's there's no way he's mentally 17 doing the things he does acting the way he does he's not okay so let's shut that down immediately I think that in a sense like I get what people say when they say like Crave is like the feminist Twilight because Grizz does have a lot more control in her life and she's she puts up with a lot less of both of the boys their crap even if they're vampires even if they're hot even if whatever she doesn't take as much crap as Bella did for sure and she does stand up for herself more but I don't think that makes her more feminist I think that like I mean I guess it does but like the way that it was described in advertising an advertisement excuse me it's not the way it actually goes in the books but there are definitely times where she's like you need to calm down you're not gonna speak for me you're not gonna make conditions for me and and like that didn't happen in the first book so once it carried on to those books then i think yes i could see that in the first book she was just annoying and she like was like a like i'm quirky i'm different from other girls but like not really like she wasn't mean to other girls but she definitely thought that, that she had like a i don't know how to explain it i don't know how to explain it but like i get what people say when they say like it's the feminist twilight because like grace is a lot more outspoken and like she's like powerful even when she didn't have powers like bella definitely lets things happen to her a lot more overall who do i like better probably grace because i feel like grace is funny like i don't know i think overall i like the stories from crave i like the story of the crave series better than the story of the twilight series because i feel like the twilight series is a classic even if you say it's not i don't really care i feel like it kind of is at this point it's a pop culture classic you can say what you want it's the truth you know what i mean but i think at the same time twilight could have changed in so many ways and been so much better and obviously it's the past the past you know we can't really change it but i'm just saying like some things just shouldn't have been there i don't know jasper as a whole being a confederate like everything about that just gives me the ache every time i think about it and i feel like how do you even how do you how do you look at that and not make it bad or anything like you're just like yeah he's a confederate soldier and then he's a cowboy boom 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 boom. like we just glaze over that what what like at least like damon kind of showed remorse for that not that either of them should have been but i'm just like whoa and the more I think about it, even though they were advertising it as, like, a crave is, like, the son of Twilight, like, it was definitely a good mix of Vampire Diaries and Twilight. I think that there's influences from both. And I think it's because they're the main, like, they're the main vampire girls out there right now. You know what I mean? Like, they're the main, main, main like, stories, main people, whatever you want to call them. And overall, out of all three of them, if I would rank them, I'd have to put Twilight maybe at the bottom. And I hate to say that. Because I do like Twilight. Even if Jacob was mad weird. Jacob literally chased after Bella when she wasn't even interested. She said she wasn't interested. And he was like, well, you just don't. Like, even that time he, like, kissed her and she punched him and she broke her hand. But she should have punched him anyways because who does that? Like, Jacob tries to be, like, Jacob was never never a real option. Like, Bella was always going to go with Edward. Even if I was team Jacob. Because I was. And then I started watching when I was older. And I was like, Jacob is mad weird. Everyone in this is mad weird. And they're all kind of predators. Like. Like, at least Jacob was more, like, he was less of a predator, I guess. But at once, at like, later on, he just got really weird and got very possessive over Bella when he had no right to be. And I know it's a whole imprinting thing. Don't get me started on that. Because the entire imprinting on a baby thing, why? 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 Why was it there? Why did it exist? Why did it happen? This is why I say that 
even if I do think that it was heavily influenced by Twilight, I'm glad it changed. I'm glad it stayed away from certain things. And I am glad it didn't take the typical, like, oh, like, like, I'm glad that Flint wasn't the love interest in the first book like we thought he was before we found out he was gay. Because he wasn't gay in the first book, like, he was, like, I mean, obviously he was gay then, but he wasn't, like, we didn't know that, you know what I mean? So they could have done that, and I'm glad they didn't do that. Basically is what I'm trying to say. I think that if I had to rate them, I would put Crave and Vampire Diaries, like, above Twilight. I don't know if I would put, I don't know what order I put those two in, but I just think that Twilight let me down in so many ways with the racism. And just, like, that whole, like, weird she has to be pure thing. Like, it. I get that the author was, like, Mormon. Are Mormons racist? Like, is that, like, a thing? Is that what's going on? Like, I should look this up because I feel like there was just a lot of weird stuff going on. Do I like Twilight? Yes. Do I think there were good moments in Twilight? Yes. But do I think that there overall, there was a lot of, there were a lot of problems in Twilight? Yes. I think that can be said for all of them. And I'm going to keep coming back to this. That whole Confederate soldier thing really, mm, mm. But overall, I think that Crave is good. Even if the um writing is sometimes cringy or whatever, I think that it's fun. I think that you can see the influence sometimes, even with that whole joke. I'm glad that it is more lighthearted, which they did with Legacies too when they started leaning away from always serious, always struggling. Like, are we always struggling? Yes, but can we laugh about it? Yes, because Vampire Diaries was definitely a lot of sadness all the time. But there were some, like, fun moments, you know what I mean? So there was still a bit more balanced than, like, in Twilight. Like, I don't know if I can remember, like, a purposely funny moment. Like, were there funny moments? Yes. But it was more like we're laughing at Twilight, not laughing with Twilight. You know what I mean? Overall, I would say I do like Crave. I'm excited for the next book to come out. Um, I'm not reading the Twilight books. I'm not doing it. I do want to read the Vampire Diaries books because I know that they're very different from the show. So I just want to know the differences. Even, like, the different couples and everything like that. Like, I think that could be very interesting. Um, Also... If you don't know, if you haven't heard of Vampire Academy, um, it is um, another popular, like, series. It, it has, this one has, like, Russian people, and, like, it's, like, a Russian royals, like, type, dynasty type thing. And the main characters, like, have vampire, half human, so they have different species in there, too. Or whatever you want to call them. Supernatural types, or whatever. Um, and that is actually getting adapted by the same person who made... Uh, who made the show Vampire Diaries, who was actually very anti-black. So I am kind of worried about Vampire Academy being in her hands, like quite concerned because she does this thing where she's like, I don't hate black women. Black women are so strong. Black women are this, black women are that. And that's why she like tortured her black character the entire show, like run the runtime for um, Vampire Diaries. So, you know, I'm gonna, we all just need to keep an eye out for that. Vampire Academy could either be very good or very bad. Because I do think she did some good things with the show. But I am very concerned that she's going to keep doing black women dirty and black men for that matter. And I'm not really excited to see that. So, there's that. <laughs> but overall, this has been a lot of vampire talk. A lot of mixed up titles, mixed up names. Because they are just, they're not all similar. But sometimes these names, I feel like we could do a little different. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah so i've actually had really fun doing this i hope you enjoyed this very very long episode thank you so much for listening and here is my outro thank you so much for listening to an episode of melanated and educated if you'd like to hear or see more of me you can follow me on my social media at the handle desilobo d-e-s-l-i-l-b-o-o that's desilobo And you can also continue to listen to episodes of this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.